Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week of the Mike and Mike show, the late night Mike and Mike show. <laughs> uh, I'm your co-host, Michael Westbrook, and I'm here with my other co-host, uh, Dallas Mike. How are you doing today, Mike? Uh, you know, it was kind of an interesting day for me business-wise and in my personal life, <laughs> but, uh, you know, always looking forward to football. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of some interesting news that kind of broke out last night and today and um, some interesting yep. things. So I know we kind of want to talk about some of those and... Obviously, we yes. want to, you know, we want to get our uh, recap going and uh, yeah. Yeah. So I know we wanted to recap the games and stuff first. So I'm going to drop a bombshell on you in just a minute. Uh, I wanted to keep it a secret from you. I wanted everybody to hear it first, you know, besides like my wife and some other family that were there. Um, so first, let me recap the game. So I was obviously at the Jets and the Colts game, uh, as as the listeners know. And, you know, I had a blast. I got to go on the field and watch them practice, took some of the pictures, uh, got to take pictures with Zach Wilson and Morstead, the, the punter, uh, you know, and just, you know, we had a grand old time. We had great seats and, you know, it was overall a great game. And I think it would have been a lot closer if Mike White hadn't gone out uh, so early with that forearm injury, um, you know, but it, it was a good game. The Colts definitely played really, really well and really strong. And, uh, you know, so so it was interesting. I got two pieces of information. I'm going to share the first one. It's not very big news, but I, I asked some Colts fans and I was like, hey, if, if you know, Philip Rivers played another year, would you, you know, would you have kept him, you know, or would you rather still have Carson Wentz? You know, very curious because I think I think Philip Rivers is a great quarterback. You know, I, I believe he deserved a ring and he never got it, um, you know, and so. I, I was curious and all the Colts fans around me that answered, they said, no, we, we like Carson Wentz. I think he's way better. Uh, you know, Philip Rivers was, he was decent, but he's, he's not what our team needed. And Carson Wentz was, and I was like, you know, wow, I'm kind of shocked actually. Um, so that was interesting. Now, well, yes and no. I think, yeah. I think with that, the thing is like Carson Wentz's biggest thing is if he can get healthy, I think he's, mm -hmm. you know, long-term, obviously I think you're, you're better suited. Um, of course, I think ideally you probably would have wanted to have both, you know, so that when like Carson yeah. Wentz was down, you had Philip Rivers. But your thing with Philip mm -hmm. Rivers is, I mean, you know, he's older. I would say he's kind of somewhere in the mix of like Drew Brees to Ben Roethlisberger ben. type. Yeah. yeah. So it's just it's kind of one of those things. It's like, what would his strength have been like? Uh, you know, mm -hmm. just some of those things. So, I mean, I could I could yeah. see why they you know, they'd want to still have a young guy like Carson Wentz. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And so, you know, the other the other big news, um, you're going to think this is kind of crazy because um, he has not announced this. He has not said it um, where I'm trying to find his name so that I can say it exactly. Where is his name? Oh, my gosh. Cause I want to say it exactly. Why can I not see it? He's on this team, but he's not showing up. Um, hold on. Um, let's see. So, um, is this him? Yes, this is him. So, uh, the Jets signed the punter Thomas Morstead, right? And I told you I took pictures with him. Mm -hmm. Um, so he he comes up to us 
And, you know, he sees that we're like, you know, gawking at all the players and trying to, you know, taking pictures of everything and just enjoying ourselves. Right. He can tell, like, we've never done this before. You know, we're not the normal people on the, on the field. And, and he comes over to us and he's like, he's like, Hey, if, if you guys want to take pictures with a player, I'll take some pictures with you. Uh, you know, he's like, he's like, I know I'm not that big of a name or anything. We're like, no, 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 we'd love to take pictures. Right. And, and then, you know, so we're taking pictures with him and stuff like that. And, and he's like, he's like, you know, I wanted, I wanted to give you some, uh, some news, but, uh, um, this'll be my, this'll be my last game in the Colt stadium. So I felt like I should take some pictures with some fans. And I was like, what? He's a Jets player, mind you. That means he's retiring. So he essentially just told me he's retiring. And I was like, dude, that is so wild. So he's he's on like his like, I don't know, I think 13th or 14th year right now. And he's 35. He'll be, you know, almost 36, I think, at the end of the season. Um, you know, so he's he's pretty much done. But it was just crazy to me that he like came up, said, hey, you know, it's it's, you know, my last game in this stadium. You know, I, I'd be happy to take pictures with some fans and things like that, you know, if if you guys want them and whatever. And so I just thought that was super crazy, like big news. And when I told my dad, because he didn't hear the conversation and he's like, dude, that's awesome. So it was super cool. Uh, and I just thought it was super interesting that I got that kind of like a big dig uh, on something and a big scoop on something, even though it's a punter and blah, 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 whatever. I I thought it was cool. So I figured uh, it'd be a fun little news. Um, coming out of the Colts Jets game, so. <laughs> well, they um, also yeah. they also released them two days ago. What? No, they did not. Mm-hmm. I just. What do you mean? Uh, I'm telling you, Jets released Thomas Morstead two days ago. Oh well, then maybe that's what he meant. Maybe that's. Hmm? Let me see. Hold on. I'm not seeing that. Yeah, you, sure? you can. Yeah, I can. I can I, just, just. I just can't. I like. I just, just Google. Up, I Google. Yeah, just Google Thomas Morstead, and then on all the top stories, it's Jets release Thomas Morstead. Jets to release punter Thomas More. I mean, it's. Uh... Oh my gosh, dude! If we had recorded, if we had recorded, wait, what day did you do this? Number eighth. If we had literally done this ago. on Monday when we were planning to do it, we would have been right there. Oh, that's so funny. So he knew that he was going. Oh, that makes me feel that makes me feel so sad. I was like so stoked to like break this news and stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry to blow up for Dang. you. But I just Googled it and I just I just I see where the Jets already uh, uh where the Jets tweeted it on the eighth. Oh, uh, that makes me feel so sad. Well but you had I knew this, the news had, first. I yeah. knew the news first. I knew it four days in advance of everybody else, so that's pretty cool. Oh, that's funny. That kills me. He did really well in that game too, so that's kinda surprising. I think I think it's because their actual punter just came back from injury. So, yeah. Um, and anyway, he was a longtime member of the Saints. Um, yes. I mean, yeah, he's pro bowler, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, yeah. He was on the team when they won. So, yeah, yeah, he's got a ring. But anyway, so I thought that was interesting stuff. He's also just in case you didn't know, he's from Texas. Yes, I did see that. That part I knew. Um, but yeah, so, you know, obviously I was there. So that game was just interesting for that reason. Um you know, so I know that now, you know, we have a couple of games that kind of really stood out to us this week where I know you and I sat here, you know, the week before I was, you know, the days before I was leaving for this trip. And we were like, dude, this is going to be a fly through episode. We're just going to record it all in one go. We're not going to have a problem because all these games are going to go this, 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 this. Right. And then how many didn't... were we wrong on? Did you call the Browns or the Bengals? 
I think I called uh, the Browns, I thought. Or no, maybe I, I did choose them. I think I called the Bengals. I think I did for sure. Maybe we both did. I, did, I don't remember now. <laughs> it's, and then, I and then forget we both definitely called Dallas. Yeah. We both called the Saints. Uh, we both called Vegas. Yep. Uh, called Buffalo. I think I called, I called Pats. I don't know if you called Panthers. Uh, no, uh, we I think we both called Buffalo. Called, yeah, we both called Buffalo. And then um, Baltimore, we said, ice, I think was ultimately going to win. I think we both said Baltimore. Yeah. And then, but we said Vikings could do it. And we were, we were right. You know, it was very close. Um, I said, I think we both said Green Bay would win. But that was obviously not with the thought that Aaron Rodgers was not going to play. Um, because I think they would have smoked Kansas City with them only being able to put up one yeah, touchdown. I think that's correct. So I think we both called the Chargers over Philly. Yeah, and that was close. Um, um, we called Arizona. Yeah. Did uh, no? I called the Titans over the Chargers. I don't think I said the Chargers. I'm no, 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 no. You're talking about the Rams. Rams oh, played sorry, Tennessee. Sorry, sorry. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, and no, then, no. Yeah. So I think we both. I ch- uh, yeah, I called the Chargers over Philly. Green Bay over Kansas. Obviously, think, Arizona over 49ers. And then I think we both I, picked the Rams, I, I said, thought. Oh, I, I think I said this game could go either way, but I think I ultimately settled on Rams because they didn't have Henry. Um, but I said what would have to happen is the game is going to have to go to the passing game while they figure out what's going on on the ground, right? And that's what they did. Um, and I think and we... Then, did yeah. we call Chicago to win? No, I would never. I called. I, I, I'm pretty sure we both called Steelers. I don't think either one of us thought this was going to be a close game. I yeah, I didn't <laughs> think it was going to be close. The Pittsburgh Steelers got very, 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 very lucky. The refs were on their team. They were wearing black and yellow the entire game. Oh, that I gotta, was ridiculous. Hey, I'm going to post a picture real quick into. I think I saw the same picture. The one of the ref with the stats. No, 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 no. Hang on. I'm going to send this to you in our private DM. I saw okay. this today. And honestly, I feel like <laughs> so. This was obviously a bye week for um, Detroit. For Detroit. Oh, are you about the Detroit. What is it? Twenty-seven to twenty-four or something like that. Bye. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the bye week photo. And I'm like, man, dude, that's savage. Because Detroit couldn't yeah. even win a bye week. Yeah, it's Detroit, man. They're they're right. They're they're on the cusp of winning games. You you can tell they're just missing some key pieces. But the, um, the biggest but, downside for Detroit though is it's not like they have easy games to come up against. I mean they got the no, they got the Steelers. A lot of top opponents. Yeah, they gotta play the Steelers, the Browns, uh the Bears will be interesting. Then they gotta play Vikings. If the Broncos the Bears play might be their first win. Yeah, and then if they if they play the same Broncos team that just uh shut up Dallas, Whoops. that'll be yeah. hard. And then they gotta play the Cardinals, Seahawks, Packers. They could possibly win against the Falcons, but I mean <sighs> it's still another hard one. Yeah, I mean, so the, like how they just the thing played is, against the Saints. So, yeah. but the other thing is, though, we said that you know that their first win can come against the Bears. The first time they played the Bears, they lost twenty-four to fourteen. So, I mean, Detroit. I'm, I'm really sorry if you're a Lions fan, but it's this is going to be rough for you to finish out the year. Um, I really would hate to see them not win a single game. Honestly, I don't think we've had a winless team since the Browns back in what 2016, 2015, something like that. When was the last winless season? Um, uh, 2017. Yep, 2017. I was right. Yep, the Browns. the Browns. Yep. I knew it was the Browns. Before that, the Browns were bad. Yeah, before that, it was the 08 
Detroit Bears. Lions again. No, or, the yeah, Lions. Yeah, 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 Lions. And then I think the Bears were right before. No, no. It, it says according yeah. to this, um, since 1944, only five teams have oh, had yeah. winless seasons. It was the 1960 yep. Dallas Cowboys, the 76 the Buccaneers, and then the 82 Baltimore Colts. Colts. Yeah, yeah. And then Lions, Browns. Yeah, yeah. So wild. so that would be really the Lions unfortunate. Could, could you imagine your team doing it twice? <laughs> that's, that's your that's in your history, team. Like <laughs> yeah, that's your team record. Uh, yeah, we've had two winless seasons. At, you know, only team I mean, to do that, that. Hopefully, they can keep that record. That'd be the only record I think they'd ever keep. So well, I don't know about that. There's there's a chance somewhere, but yeah, no, that that might be I a mean, record always. for them. But yeah, it's uh, just funny. So I I don't know. So like going through like this list of recaps. Uh, <sighs> honestly, like Matt Ryan oh, looked pretty good against the Saints. He looked um, like Super Bowl. Well, okay, not Super Bowl Matt Ryan, but Super Bowl season Matt Ryan, and first half Matt Ryan of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan looked like he used to that season. Uh, he he did not look like himself the last two years for sure. So that was interesting to see for sure. Yeah, and the the other thing is, uh, did you watch any of the pregame shows? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't get the chance. I hardly okay. watched at all. So it was really interesting watching them talk about Jordan Love, and they started talking yes. about like the I comparison. Yeah, so it was interesting. They started talking about like the comparison between like you know Jordan Love and. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, and they started like really like breaking down like, well, this is kind of reminiscent of, you know, Aaron Rodgers coming up when, you know, Brett Favre was the quarterback. And uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't remember if it was um, Kurt Warner who said, hey, wait a minute, let's take a step back and, you know, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But somebody said it and mm. uh, it was, you know, I was like, okay, good, because I'm sure Jordan Love could grow into it. Um, but I mean, it was just after seeing the game, um, I, I mean, I just, I really wasn't impressed with a lot of his play and maybe it's the nerves, no. you know, first time and you're in Arrowhead stadium. I mean, that, that's obviously not easy. Uh, but that was just kind of one of those things I was like, oh, okay, well, all right, well, that's kind of answered the question for us. Um, but I got to ask though, would you rather have Jordan love or would Same you rather have Mac Jones? Mac Jones, hundred percent. Um, are you saying before I knew how well either one would play? No, I'm, I'm talking about like afterwards. How played so far. Yes. Now, now that you've seen how they played, because yeah. the, the thing is, like, obviously Jordan Love has a year under him, of course, and that's not to say he couldn't learn to 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 be yeah grow. to get better and stuff. Yeah. But that, you know, he's had time to to learn from Aaron Rodgers, um, yeah. which also kind of a random rant that I kind of want to take us on real quick. I feel like Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's been talking a lot about, oh, I did this because of cancel culture and all this, you know, mm -hmm. and personal choice, blah, blah, blah. I feel like he really canceled himself because he said, mm -hmm. I'm immunized. But immunized means that you've taken a course of treatment to prevent or cure, you know, something. And by the sounds of it, uh, I, you know, the only, the only immunization you can have for COVID-19, to my knowledge, is one of the three vaccines there's there's yep. i mean there's i mean i guess you could take vitamins to try to boost your immune system but that doesn't mean you're immunized so i feel like he really shot himself in the foot um we all know that he's smart i mean you know he'd host a jeopardy you know he is a smart guy um but i just i feel like he tried to get too smart and he tried you know and now he's gonna have to eat his words and i feel like it's it's gonna have harmed his reputation and for a lot of people who already don't like aaron Rodgers. 
Um, and now you're like, you're seeing this bit of his personality and it's just like, uh, I don't know. I feel like he might've canceled himself. I mean, this is kind of like the Aaron Rodgers we saw in the preseason, right? Not showing up for practice or any of the preseason stuff, you know, and then just randomly showing up one day and be like, all right, I'm back now that we fixed our problems. You know, it's like, it's just one of those things where you, you kind of see the character of somebody when they're put in certain situations and, uh, you know, that's, that's who he is, you know? So that's. You know, that's on him. Uh, you know, I'm not going to force anybody to get vaxxed. You know, I'm not. No, I you know, I think like that. But I think I don't know exactly what he said, whether or not he ever said. I don't think he ever said the words like, oh, yeah, I got vaxxed or anything. I know no, some people said on, the words. in the Facebook groups were like, oh, yeah, like he said he was vaxxed. Like, no, what no, the no. Heck? he said you know? I'm immunized, which is why yeah. there's this group. Not immunized. Yeah, no. he said he said I am immunized for COVID-19. Um, yeah. And he applied for an exemption with the league, and the league denied it. Um, which is which is why I I'm making a big deal about it because mm -hmm. he tried to be sneaky and make it seem like you know because if you tell someone like oh I'm immunized for this like when you were you got your immunizations for school depending on what your state required like that meant you got a shot. So yeah. it you know. It was kind of one of those things where I think he tried to he tried to be too smart and sneaky with it. And I think that will have shot himself if he just would have been like, hey, guys, look, it's a personal choice. I'm not getting vaxxed. I think that would have yeah. better. Uh, in my opinion, it would have sounded better. But this way, it try, you know, it sounds like he tried to trick everyone into thinking that he was. And now I think that's what the big fuss is about. It's just like I, everybody would have rather been like, dude, don't try to be smart and like get one over on me because now we know and like you know now we're just upset with you like you just tried yeah. to, you put you tried to pull a fast one like yeah that's not cool yeah it, it's definitely interesting and it'll will definitely i don't think it'll affect his his career in football you know obviously it's coming to an end sometime in the next couple of years you know maybe even at the end of this one uh you know but i think he'll sign somewhere uh, well, the only reason I say maybe is because, you know, he could just retire and go to California to be with uh, Shailene Woodley, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Uh, you know, either way, that's that's my only reason. It's not like somebody's not going to cite it, but it could affect his career after football. But I don't I don't really think so. We'll see. Um, but yeah, he definitely did try to pull fast ones. So, um, OK, so. You know, we talked a little bit about the Dallas game. That was by far the biggest upset no, think, of the week. No, I think the biggest one was Jacksonville over Buffalo, in my oh, well, opinion. Yes, yeah, sorry. I think that's the biggest Let me rephrase one. that. That was the biggest NFC upset of the week. Okay. AFC was the Buffalo the yeah. Buffalo Bills getting trashed on. Um, so let's talk about Dallas first. So I know the score says 30 to 16, but you and I both know second string, third string defense was in at this point for, for Denver, uh, you know, late into the fourth quarter. And Dallas put up two touchdowns, you know, and and got the two point conversion. Yeah, both, so really, this this game was Turner. nowhere near close. Yes, yes. Um, you know, so this and game was two, nowhere two near close too. Yeah, it was very weird, but it was not a close game whatsoever. You know, uh, this game was never going to be Dallas's. Well, uh, after like five minutes into the first quarter, when you when you look at what happened, Denver held the possession for forty one minutes, and Dallas had it for eighteen. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Dallas had two I mean, turnovers. Over. Yeah, yeah, Dallas had two turnovers, and then Dallas only completed 14 first downs to Denver's 23. Um, so yeah. definitely, it definitely paints kind of a different picture there. 
Um, yeah. I mean, there were there were some interesting. I mean, it's just kind of one of those things. Like Teddy Bridgewater didn't look fantastic, in my opinion. He got sacked four times for 32 yards. I mean, that's you know that's not great. Um, and I'm sure you know there was probably something going on there with you know with Dak and you know having you know come back and everything and. Uh, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like Denver's a bad team, but they did have, you know, Jerry Judy is actually back. So that's kind of a big deal. And, um, you know, Tim Patrick traded Von Miller. They wrecked on defense. So, well, I think that also, I think that also shows that it was a well-executed trade that uh, a team who was uh, four and four um, is now uh, what, what they're, they're five and four. I think is there yeah they're five and four yes um and the cowboys are still six and two which i mean it's still good for the cowboys i mean let's be honest um yeah and i don't necessarily think that necessarily means a slide for the cowboys as much as i hate to say that um i think that you know they just got bested by a good denver team and i think that also shows that denver knew they could be solid without von miller um which i think is a big piece but, I mean, when you have Tim Patrick, you do have Jerry Judy, you have Melvin Gordon available, Cortland Sutton. I mean, you know, they it, they do have, um, you know, a, a good receiving side. And uh, Javante Williams, you know, he's still looking absolutely solid um, as a running back. So if you mm-hmm. need a um, – if you need a – Solid a, running back or yeah, flex? Well, I would – so I'm, this is where I'm debating – so I, I he's I I would say probably closer to flex um, and a bye week filling yeah yeah I think that would be yeah. a lot better. No, I definitely agree, but yeah, I mean this Dallas that Dallas game was just crazy, you know. And then so I guess he could be a solid RB too, honestly. It's true. I mean, especially with all the injuries going on. Um, very true. So what? What is going on with Buffalo and Kansas City? I know Kansas City did not lose to the Jags, you know, yet. I don't know if they play. But what is going on with these two teams? They AFC championship teams not able to complete in the red zone, not able to beat these teams that they should be beating, getting worse records than they should be. What like what happened to Buffalo on Sunday? How do you lose 9-6 to the Jacksonville Jaguars? They can't put up a touchdown. You can't put up a touchdown, which is wild. You've got Stephon Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders, some of the best touchdown scores, like wide receivers in the league. And then, you know, you've got Josh Allen, who is a prodigy at football alongside Pat Mahomes and a bunch of the older guys, you know. And then, you know, you've got a pretty solid defense compared to a very mediocre Jacksonville Jaguars. What is their problem? I mean, so I mean, it, it just makes looking me at this so game, confused. I think, like I said, I mean, so I think coming off of a loss to Tennessee, to Tennessee, I think hurt them. Um, and then I also think they got a little overconfident. You know, you are playing in Jacksonville, I'm not saying it's a hard stadium to play in, but uh, you know, you just start looking at some of those things. Uh, Zach Moss uh, only finished for like six yards for a majority of the game. He was actually negative on yardage. Uh, Devin Singletary, you know, only rushed six times for, I think it's like 15, 16 yards. So 16. Josh Allen 
actually ran for more than Devin Singletary did, which I think yeah. was a big deal. Um, and then when you look at, you know, some of these, you know, completions, you know, Josh Allen was 31 for 47, but uh, not all of them were his fault. There were some drops in there that, you know, kind of made me go, oh, what's going on there? Um, you know, like Cole Beasley was eight for 11. Um, you know, I definitely think, you know, that's a factor. Um, and, you know, Stefan Diggs, uh, you know, he held up, you know, he, he's still the number one receiver, but Emmanuel Sanders had to pick up some of the pace. Um, so I don't know. I mean, and then obviously we had one fumble by Josh Allen, which is always rough. Um, and then Tommy and an Sweeney. INT. Yeah. And, oh, and then yeah, yeah. Tommy Sweeney also had, uh, had a fumble. Um, Jacksonville, uh, also fumbled it that I believe, or where I'm sorry. So Josh Allen, I think fumbled it, lost it. And to Josh then, Allen. Yeah. And then, yeah. So that was interesting. Um, well, because that's and also Carlos now a record. Yeah, yeah, which which was a record that it was the first time a player had ever been sacked by a player with the same name, and then also to have been fumbled. Uh, so, so he he got sacked by the same player, like the same name. Yep. And then it was fumbled the first it. strip sack yep. with the first and fumble recovery by the guy with the same name. So that's a whole big new one. And then INT by the guy with the same name. So like Josh Allen had a big day, but Josh Allen of the Bills did not. And it's just amazing, like, just how badly Josh Allen played. Like, we know the Bills have struggled to complete in the end zone, you know, like, finish. Like, I don't know why they're struggling so bad. Maybe they're used to, you know, getting those bombs down the field and, you know, they don't have to really play in the ends in the red zone. They just, you know, Stephon Diggs caught it at the 20-yard line and he's, you know, he broke his defender's ankles back at the 30. So he's got a walk-in touchdown. You know, maybe that's what the the ball that they've been playing and they don't practice enough red zone or something, you know, maybe I don't know. But it's just so interesting to me that these guys are just not doing as well as they should. So it's going to make for a very interesting AFC, AFC playoff for no reason other than the fact that a lot of these teams in the AFC can't score in the red zone at all. So, yeah. And I mean, Buffalo, interesting. Buffalo started good through like the first quarter. And then the second quarter, <sighs> they started their downward trend. The third quarter, they looked awful. And then fourth quarter, it was just like, it was just Jacksonville's game. Um, and I think it was those Buffalo turnovers. Um, that was the big piece. And um, yeah. also, I mean, not, not to shit on. defense did a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Not to shut on Trevor Lawrence. Um, he, you know, he did all right. Um, you know, he didn't look fantastic, but uh, Carlos Hyde, you know, they had a hard time, um, seemed like stopping him. Um, and I say that because he, he still only averaged, uh, you know, I think it was like 3.2 yards. 3 yeah. yeah. And his, you know, he didn't have just like a super long break, but I mean, he was just able to constantly eat up yards and then and like time you, and yeah. Yeah. And then like you look at their receiving core, you know, um, you know, Lavishka Shane, you know, he only had four receptions, but he never made a drop. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. still looked solid. Dan Arnold looked pretty good. Their defense was just on fire. So it was just one of those pieces. Uh, it was I wouldn't necessarily say that it was their offense that won the game because I mean they they scored nine points, but I mean just that defense came out on an off night for a Buffalo offense, and they were just able to capitalize. So yeah, it, it's just so interesting to me that these teams are losing to teams that they shouldn't be. 
Um, yeah, I mean, like so. even even the Las Vegas game, I think that's one where oh, I don't yeah. think Las Vegas should have lost, but they just, I mean, you know, Evan Ingram, you know, he had a really good game. You know, Devontae Booker, uh, you know, he had a good game. Uh, Danny Dimes didn't look fantastic. Uh, you know, he didn't but, throw I mean, for just a whole lot. To win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was just, you know, it was just the, the pieces were there. Vegas, again, those yeah. turnovers, it hurt them. Um, you know, Vegas did have, you know, they had 29 minutes and 49 seconds of possession to New York's 30. But, uh, you know, Las Vegas had the first downs, but it was just, they, you know, they could never punch it in. Um, yeah. So it was just, you know, I think, uh, like, when you go back through and you look at that box score, you know, um, Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake, they both went out there. They were able to get their run going. Darren Waller got his targets. Kenyon Drake got his targets. Uh, Hunter Renfro got his. I mean, you know, you look at all those pieces and it was just like, okay, okay. Like the, the pieces were there, but just the, the fumbles were hurting them. Um, they just, you know, they couldn't get it done. And so you think it hurt them not having a you know a wide receiver one that was just a deep speedy big guy well, threat i do but like, you know the upside, they lost rugs obviously so i'm curious but so if that affected them at all i think it does at some point because obviously he becomes that fast deep throw you're like okay we do have to cover him but they mm -hmm. did uh vegas did get uh deshaun jackson from the rams yes. obviously so, right after the like just after the game but yeah, so you know. but so it didn't help them in this game. But looking yeah. forward, I mean, I think that's yeah. the piece there that's available to them. Um, yeah, and then you go kind of leading, but I figured we'd leave that for the news. So yeah, um, um, but yeah, I was just curious if you thought losing rugs, you know, because I know we talked about that last week. You know, predicting the game and you know would that really affect them that much or you know what? And I think it did. I think it really did. Well, I mean, a big red zone target like that, especially. Yeah, and I think New York, um, you know, they they were two and what two and six going into this. Um, uh, yeah, and I think it's not that necessarily that New York is a bad team, but you know, they just they've run in you know to some interesting pieces there, um, and it's just it it it's unfortunate you know for them. Uh, Graham Gano has looked absolutely solid for them, um, which you know means consistent points because he got them. Um, you know, three field goals, which is great. Um, Daniel yeah. Carlson, you know, same thing. He's, you know, he's what kept them, I think, as close to in this as they could have been. Um, so it's just one of those things. I mean, New York has looked pretty solid um, in a lot of, you know, regards. It's just unfortunately their offense has taken a toll. You know, you don't have Saquon, uh, you know, Sterling Shepard, um, you know, he he's injured and, come, you know, he came back and he's injured and, um, you know, it's unfortunate. So I think if New York is healthy, I think, you know, they can give some teams a run for their money. You know, they're playing there in New York. Um, so that's a piece. But I think, you know, Las Vegas, um, you know, they kind of had some distractions coming in. Uh, I mean, just the last couple of weeks, you lose Gruden. Um, you know, you lose uh, Henry Ruggs, a piece we're going to talk about in the news coming up. You lost another player. So, I mean, that I think that was um, interesting. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, it's it's you know it's always interesting to see how injuries and and losing players affects the team, um, you know. And so, kind of speaking of which, on that note, you know, obviously Derrick Henry went out at the end of last game, you know, two weeks yeah. ago, and with that foot injury, and you know, so he's probably out for the season. Or if they make it to the playoffs, you know, he could probably make a playoff run. They're hoping. Um, obviously, that's up in the air as as they see how his surgery went, and everything. Um. 
but you know we were like we i know i know i brought it up that it was going to be required of Tannehill to to solidify his his air game to beat the rams while they try to slowly figure out what to do with adrian peterson and and uh, jerry may mcnichols and you know i don't know if it if the tennessee defense stepped up i know they did i know they played really well I think, you know, but was it more of the defense, or did the Rams just struggle offensively? Both. I think it's a know? bit of both. Uh, yeah, Matthew I Stafford. Both. I just 30, don't know which one was more. Thir- well, so Matthew Stafford was thirty-one for forty. I mean, it, it was historically an off night. He had two interceptions. Yeah. He was taking some big sacks. So uh, five sacks for forty-one yards. I mean, that's a big deal. You know, going in there. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't fumble it, which is good. Um, but yes. I mean, just it wasn't. It wasn't a huge night for them. Um, you go yeah. and you look over at like Tennessee. So Ryan Tannehill, he definitely stepped up. But like AJ Brown was five for eleven, um, you know. Which I think if he, you know, some of those were Tannehill, some of those were him. Um, you know, some of those were just you know that Rams defense. Um, but I mean, you know, it's just kind of one of those those pieces, though. I mean, Jeremy Nichols has definitely stepped up. Um, some that we kind of had talked about vaguely was Adrian Peterson. Um, and I kind of want to say, I mean, he was, you know, he did have, uh, 10 carries for 21 yards. Um, so I mean, and a catch, <laughs> yeah, he did. He did have a catch for five <laughs> yards too. Um, but like, if you look at Jeremy Nichols, you know, he had, uh, seven carries for 24 yards, yep. which I mean that, that, that Rams defense, it, they do stop runs pretty well, but even Jeremy Nichols had three catches for 11 yards. So I still think he takes the cake over. Uh, if you're going to pick between Jeremy McNichols or Adrian Peterson, I'm probably still going to take Jeremy McNichols, to be honest. Um, maybe Adrian Peterson finds a groove, um, but it, it doesn't just it doesn't scream to me like, hey, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to be the top guy because they also still had uh, Donta Foreman, um, you know, who had uh, five carries on 29 yards. So, yeah. um I just I think I would probably bank more on Jeremy McNichols. Um, Adrian Peterson's probably a good pickup for them, but I just it's not you know you're never going to replace Derrick Henry. Um, that no, just doesn't I don't think happen. You yeah, it's just unless it's not going to happen unless you got Dalvin Cook. Yeah, well, well he's hard. got his own issues too. I mean, um, yes. and I'm not talking about his off-field stuff that we're about to talk about either. That I'm sure our listeners <laughs> have heard of, but I mean just Dalvin Cook in general. Um, you know. You know, yes. he's uh, he's one of those people that sometimes his game is just off and you got to have Alexander Mattinson, you know, um, yes. so yeah, it's just it's just crazy. You know, this week of football was insane with the amount of upsets and weird wins that were had. So, you know, it's just interesting. You know, I think you agree with me that this is probably I think this is the craziest week of football we've had this season. With the amount of upsets and teams not scoring well and losing to teams they definitely shouldn't, I I'm gonna say this one takes the cake at least for me. Um, yeah. So, so. Uh, another bit <clears throat> that just I kind of want to talk about it. It it we can talk about it a little bit in the news, but they're saying that Sam Darnold has a um, fracture in his shoulder. Yes, he'll be out for like four weeks. Yep, which is. It's going to be rough um, for Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you got CMC back. Sure, he didn't look like, you know, he's at his peak. But, you know, um, that's uh, that's going to be a tough loss for Carolina. It's going to impact their, you know, their ability going forward. 
Uh, oh yeah. So that's, that's no, definitely that, unfortunate. That loss, that loss single-handedly gave the Saints and the Falcons uh, the final two spots in the you know if if the season ended today, that loss would have kicked the Planthers out of the playoffs and given it to the Falcons. Essentially, is what that just did. Um, so that's insane. So uh, it's really interesting to see that that happen. But I mean, I'm very surprised. I know I said it before we started recording today, but I'm very surprised that the NFC South is the one that's sending three teams to the playoffs as of right now and not the NFC West. Obviously, I know the Seahawks lost Russell Wilson for a minute, but I definitely would not have guessed that the South would, you know, before the West would. So it's just interesting. But yeah, so Panthers have to come back from that. Um, I can't remember who they're. QB will be for the next, uh, PJ Tucker. I think is who's going to step in. I think that's what I read. But yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they re- recover from this loss to the Patriots uh, going forward. So yeah, are you there? Did you yeah, die? Sorry, no. Okay. Um, I was looking at something because I want to <laughs> I want to ask you two questions. Um, and yeah, I had to good. I had to pull up the information. Okay. Uh, and I, I kind of got I kind of sure, got lost. I was like, I know sometimes like we eat or we take a drink or something. No, no, you know, no. So I got like, I got lost so in the stats sure here. <laughs> so we good. obviously know Arizona ended up coming away. Um, it was not a close game. But Cole no. McCoy, twenty-two for twenty-six, two hundred and forty-nine yards, didn't get an interception. Um, and he didn't fumble. So, I mean, Colt McCoy honestly looks like he's going to be a pretty good backup there in Arizona. Yeah. If, uh, you know, Murray can't come back, but on the flip side of that, I mean, Jimmy G, he didn't have a a huge, you know, he was 28 for 40, um, but he did throw over 200 or 326 yards. Um, I mean, do you think he's, you know, looking better? Yeah, no, I, I like Jimmy G. I know a lot of people don't, um, but I think, I think Jimmy G is putting up some pretty solid stats. Um, I mean, George Kittle was back, and you could see it. I mean, he got a 100-yard game. Uh, Debo Samuel had kind of a slow game. Brandon Ayuk had a better game than him, which is surprising. I'm not surprised by it, but I know a lot of people are, like, you know, hating on Ayuk, and they think they should drop him and stuff, whatever. They should not. You should not get rid of Brandon Ayuk. It's not his fault that Jimmy G sometimes can't connect with him and overthrows him. Um so, yeah, no, I, I think that this 49ers offense is getting past some rough injuries, uh, some rough, you know, management issues of them wanting to start, you know, Trey Lance and wanting to do weird stuff where they just need to give Jimmy G the ball and let him play and stop worrying about losing his job every week. If you're going to put that kind of pressure on your QB, he's not going to perform well because they're going to be constantly worried about, you know, losing their job. And they don't need that. If you want to go to the playoffs in the hardest division, you have to be focused on the game and not your job. So I think Jimmy G's putting up some great stats. Um, You know, he got that unlucky pick, but other than that, he played really well. Uh, I think their offensive line needs a little more work. Uh, They're letting, they're letting way too many cube, like uh, rushes on the QB and things like that uh, get to him. But aside from that, I I think he's, uh, I think he's doing a lot. Uh, a lot better than he was at the start of the season. Yeah, so I mean, I would, I'd like to see Jimmy G. You know, like I said, you know, you just said, uh, don't put the pressure on him. Um, and I think he's going to do a lot better. I, like I said, I don't think 
uh, their backup is ready yet, but um, Colt McCoy looked good. I think Jimmy G, uh, if you take some of that pressure off him, and uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of 50-50 on, um, on how Brandon Ayuk has performed. I think some of it is Jimmy G. I think some of it is Brandon Ayuk, honestly. I, I think there's, you know, there's a mix there. Uh, it, you know, it's not perfect, and maybe it's kind of similar to the situation with um, OBJ and Baker Mayfield, um, kind of, you know, where it's it's just like individually, I think, you know, they both have their talents, but, you know, trying to get them to mix sometimes, maybe it's just not necessarily. Um, of course, and I wasn't saying it's all Jimmy G's fault. I'm just yeah, saying. I, I'm just saying. Brandon Ayuk can only catch so many balls, you know, that are thrown not to his chest. You know, when you make it a harder catch, it's going to be a lot harder for them to catch it. And not every wide receiver is going to catch every ball. Nobody does it. D-Hop misses some balls. Stephon Diggs misses some balls. It happens. So, you know, I think people need to stop riding so hard on some of these players and realize, look, they've got a difficult job. It's not very easy to just run and catch a ball. You know, it's not as easy as a lot of people think because the speeds at which they're running, the speeds at which they're about to get hit and how hard is a lot to play into factor because if you know some big linebacker is about to check you as soon as you touch that ball, you know, you might miss that catch. So it's it's got a lot to play into it, but I think Brandon Ayuk and Jimmy G are starting to get that connection and they're starting to connect, which is going to help them huge for the second half turnaround to try for a playoff run. Oh, so, absolutely. Um, but I think, yeah, uh, right now we need to run to a break and we will catch you when we come back. Everybody, and welcome back. Thank you for sticking through that quick commercial break. Um, so we wanted to talk about the news because there have been some interesting things that have come up so far this year. Um, and one of these is that uh, Las Vegas has just been having a wild ride. First, they yes. lose their coach. Then they lose Henry Ruggs. And now they have cut their 2020 first round cornerback, Damon Arnett, after a video has surfaced with him making death threats and brandishing firearms during the videos. Um, Arnett had been on injury reserve since October 9th, and he has a lawsuit stemming from a uh, car accident in Vegas from last October. And um, it's just one of those things that, I mean, it, it obviously, you know, um, you can't brandish a firearm and, and make threats against somebody and uh, Mike Mayock said there have been a series of bad decisions over the last year or so, but we can't stand, we cannot stand for the video of Damon with a gun threatening to take a life. The content was unacceptable, contrary to our values, and our owner, Mark Davis, has been very clear and very consistent that this is not how we will conduct ourselves in this community. The bottom line, the readers will not tolerate this type of behavior. Um, Mayock also said that he had talked to Arnett, Arnett's father and other people in Arnett's life and said that from my perspective, he's a very talented young man with a good heart. Um, if he cleans up his life, I know he can make a living in the NFL, but not now with the Raiders. So, um, you know, just kind of a, a crazy thing that's going on there. Um, they also said that when he came out of uh, college, there was significant concern over Arnett's character um, from Ohio State, he was uh, a surprise selection at number 19. Um, and, I mean, wow, just, um, I don't know if it's just the, the city of Vegas that's just kind of having some issues, because it's a, you know, it's Sin City, it's 24 hours a day, there's always something you can get into. 
Um, I don't know if it's that or if just they have maybe got, you know, some of their players got caught up in a bad culture there. But I mean, wow, absolutely insane. Yeah, uh, it's uh, I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say it this season. But these young players have got to stop making bad decisions like this. Um, this is just plain and stupid. Uh, this should be common sense. It makes sense why you should not do this. I don't know why anybody would. These players have some of the most, you know, highly followed social media accounts besides actors, actresses, and, you know, music people. And they're making stupid decisions constantly on it. And I think it's wild. Um, you know, and it got them in trouble. And I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of it. Um, you know, obviously we're hearing a lot of crazy things coming out of different places about different people and things like that. And we'll get into that a little bit more, but social media is not a place for everybody to, to hear, you know, all your deepest, darkest secrets, whether or not he actually wants to kill somebody or, you know, commit violence or anything like that. That's it's a bad look. Not, it's a bad look for him. It's a bad look for his team, for the NFL, for his college, for his family. And frankly, you know, whether or not that's something you'd actually do, that's just something you don't do. Like, that's that's a really good way, especially to lose any kind of firearm license you have, whether it's a concealed carry or just the right to carry a gun in your state. That's a very quick way to lose your ability to do so. You know, for those who, who believe in carrying, you know, and having that Second Amendment. Well, I that's think it's a very one quick thing. way to send yourself down that road of not being able to. Yeah, I think it's one thing if you're on like, you know, if, if you're on like your Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram store, you know, whatever it is. And you're all like, man, fuck that guy. I don't I don't like this person. You know, I'd like I hope they step on a lake, you know, whatever it is that you're saying about that. Like, you know, that's one thing. But then you actually like threaten someone's life and you brandish different guns. You're like, I'm a fucking kill you. You know, like you say some of that stuff. It's just like, oh, wait a minute. Like now you just took it to a whole like that is a whole different level of what are you thinking? Like you're an NFL player, you're making good money. Um, you know, even, even if you were making the league minimum, you're still making a good amount of money. Um, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's stupid. <sighs> so, uh, it's so dumb. yeah. And then, and then we, you, I mean, we, we just saw, uh, the whole thing with Dalvin cook and his now legal problem. Yeah. So I don't, I didn't, I, it didn't come up on my phone. Neither did the Raiders one. So you're going to have to bring up more, you know, to the, to the, to the listeners, but it's, I, I don't know how to like talk about this. So and, like, say my viewpoint on all this stuff without it, like sounding bad or, you know, in I, a bad way, but I don't think there's a good way to say it. Um, things, I guess let me explain the backstory. Along, yeah, go for it. And then I'm going to say like my thoughts on like these kind of situations. So last night, Adam Schefter broke the news that Dalvin cook, um, has a pending lawsuit against him. And it was very cryptic. A lot of people like, you know, just did not understand what's going on, but now it's kind of come out that it looks like his agent tried to get ahead of this, knowing what's going to happen. And, um, basically tried to get them to say 
uh, Dalvin Cook is the victim of domestic abuse and extortion and that there's pending litigation, according to his agent, Zach Hiller. Um, and so it was vague. It was confusing. Just honestly, just really weird. Um, and basically what it, the story that was told from Dalvin Cook's side is that his ex-girlfriend had stolen a, um, garage remote control um broke in tried to go, come in and get her stuff and she wanted to extort him and then held him and somebody else in the house at gunpoint for hours um and that i think there had been like some form you know someone had been hitting you know each other i don't know whatever um and then from her end she said that wasn't true um and that she had just gone in to try to get her stuff back it was trying to leave and then you know it, it, so right now it's and i'm not taking a side it's very much he said she said um but there are things on both sides that don't add up uh like supposedly because she's in the military or was at the time and told a commanding officer that she had an accident on an atv and that's why she had like a cut on her forehead or something to that extent but she's saying that it was caused by dalvin cook um and it's just it's very interesting um because the lending the pending litigation that was described was not filed by cook it was filed by his ex-girlfriend tremble against cook and um this is something that they'll have to go to court and they'll have to you know make their allegations um there's no settlement um and a jury will have to sort it out um right now the nfl is not involved because the uh from what i was reading it was filed as a civil suit and not a criminal suit um so it 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 doesn't trigger the nfl's investigation so it doesn't automatically put him on the commissioner's um physically unable to perform list or whatever you want to call it um but that's not to say that they couldn't get involved uh the nfl could investigate it under a personal conduct policy and then if a violation is found they would um you know do whatever discipline they they feel is necessary um but it was a, a very interesting situation and obviously each day we're going to start finding out um you know more and more especially in the court and then anything that comes out to the commissioner as well could be you know reported as well so yeah why don't why don't we go ahead and get your your side so you know it it's just crazy to see that you know with social media getting bigger and bigger you know obviously that this is the way to get a lot of news a lot of ways to get your your story out there and things like that it's also providing a way to get a lot of these allegations out there against people. Now I know some are very, very true, right? And I'm not going to discount those, but it's also crazy to see like how many problems we might see with people trying to come back into these players' lives, you know, whether they were an ex-girlfriend at some point or they were just a girl that they randomly signed an autograph for. It's, I wonder if this is going to become more and more of a situation with famous people nowadays where you know, people will make these allegations of of things like this. And I just worry because I don't know how the judicial system is going to handle it. I don't know how people are going to handle it. And it's just going to get insane to be a famous person and like constantly having allegations like, you know, the, the whole Johnny Depp, uh, Amber Heard thing. Um, and then the whole Deshaun Watson thing, you know, Dalvin Cook. It's just things like this where it, you know, 
Well, we're a football show, so about, I can, you know, what's going to happen, you know, what, I can what is going to happen with all this, you know? So it's just crazy to see with all of what's going on, you know, that this is a very big problem, you know, and is it true? Is it not true? Whatever. I'm not getting into that part, but I just wonder if it's going to get a lot worse, you know, before it gets better. And, and we stop hearing a lot of these things coming out constantly. Well, so there was also, uh, this came out at 730 uh, Central Time. Um, police charged the University of Georgia linebacker Adam Anderson with felony rape on Wednesday after a 21-year-old woman accused him of raping her in a house in Athens, Georgia on October 29th. Anderson voluntarily turned himself into police on Wednesday and was being held without bond at the Athens-Clark County Jail. Uh, Anderson has denied the allegations through his attorney, Steve Sadow. Um, and they said Adam is innocent of the charge brought against him and intends to vigorously defend himself in court. He will seek release on bond once again. Adam uh, hopes and prays that the UGA community and the public keep an open mind and afford him the presumption of innocence that the law demands. Uh, so, I mean, here, you know, um, obviously these are two different things where this one is being uh, the, the, the one with Dalvin Cook is domestic abuse um, versus this one. You know, he's actually being charged with a, a sexual uh, crime. Um, but yeah. you know, like we saw what happened with, uh, Ray Rice when he was with Baltimore, where he hit a girlfriend while well, I don't remember what she was to him, uh, in the elevator. And we saw yep. what happened. And if that's the case on Dalvin Cookin, um, you know, shame on you and you know, it'll come out, um, versus, yep. um, if, you know, if it's being made up, um, that's one of those things shame again, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things no. where not only is it just bad because it's not true, but then to anybody who does live through those experiences, now you have just casted even further of a shadow of a doubt because it looks mm -hmm. like you just want money or, you know, you're doing anything Attention, to get. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. in which case, that's like kind of where apparently, you know, why the Deshaun Watson thing has stalled out is because some of the cases are being have looked at proven to be fake. And yeah, you know. and the FBI has uncovered it. And so they're, you know, they're having to twist together and find, you know, so it's like for the people who were just extorting, it's like now for the other ones, their cases become harder because now they have to vigorously prove like, hey, look, like a number of these have proved, yeah, we're, we're not legit. And so is yours legit or are you just also on that? And so now the FBI, I mean, you know, it's just, it's absolutely yeah. crazy. So, I mean, it's just, it's very unfortunate um, in general, whether you're a celebrity athlete, whatever it is, um, you know, because not only are, you know, obviously people want, you know, want to take advantage of, Hey, I can get easy money, you know, however they want to look at it. Um, but then whether they're doing something criminal or they're just being stupid, it's just like, Yes, you are an athlete and you are afforded a lot of things, but why are you being stupid? Like, I get it like you're a product of your environment. And if you were raised a certain way um, or, you know, like or you grew up and you're just like, oh, you know, I got to do whatever I wanted. And especially now, like I can let loose or got money. I can do what I want, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's just really unfortunate uh, for the. I mean, we see it, you know, all the time, uh, unfortunately, and, you know, different sports where it's just like, what are you thinking? Like you have this amazing gift and ability and, and you work very hard for what you do and you're being rewarded for it um, with a good contract and everything. And it's just like, man, like that's just, I don't know. It's just absolutely crazy to me that people put themselves in those situations. And I get sometimes, you know, it's just uh, maybe it's a, I don't want to say a deficiency, but you know, it's just something doesn't necessarily line up in the brain, but man, that's just, that's crazy to me. Yeah. It, it's gonna, like I said, it's gonna, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Because, I mean, this could 
this could cause a whole political argument. This could cause a whole problem with our judicial system. And then it's just going to make it harder for famous people to want to get famous. I mean, you could think back all the way to high school and some of the mistakes you've made, they could come back to haunt you all of a sudden. You know, even if you didn't actually do anything illegal or, you know, oh, hey, I was experimenting with a drug or, you know, drinking under the age, things like that. It's like you you could really see yourself getting in trouble with a lot of things nowadays, you know, with everybody recording everything yeah, and saving absolutely. it and things like that. And so well, just you know, like how I feel least... for these famous people. It's just going to get crazy. And, you know, it, obviously there are true cases and there's some fake ones. And, you know, it, just problems like this are going to make it harder for the real ones to to have, you know, to hold water and unfortunate for everybody. It, it's one of those things. I mean, unfortunately, we're all young and dumb at some point. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do something, you know, and you're going to be like, wow, okay. And, you, and most of the time we learn from our lesson. Um, or we learn our lesson, we learn from our mistake, you know, whatever it is, or, you know, you're just like, you know what, I, I don't need to do this, whatever it is, or whether, you know, it's family, friend, you know, whoever it is that, that gets across to you, but you know, you learn. Um, and it's just, I, I feel like sometimes these guys, uh, whether they go to a school that enables the culture and they, and, you know, they're just like, oh, look, you can do whatever you want. And, you know, we hear about all the time where it's just, uh, you know, somebody in the system is covering for that, you know, and helps them get away with stuff. And then all of a sudden they become real world adults. They're over 21. I mean, obviously when you're 18, you're an adult, but I mean, you know, uh, these guys are, you know, 21, 22 years old, you know, or, or sometimes even older than that when they get in trouble, it's just, they've had people cover for them, you know, their entire lives. And now it's just like, okay, now you're an adult, you're fully accountable. Uh, the, you know, the team obviously wants you to, to be there to play with them, but they're not going to cover for your actions and try to hide it for you necessarily. Um, and uh they you know they got to learn real quick i'm accountable for my actions and uh you know they end up in some unfortunate situations um and it's situations they put themselves in um but it's also a part of the culture that they've grown up around so um you know there's definitely some things that need to change um you know they can't just sit on a pedestal and and get all the you know whatever treatment they want uh and you know we've seen that trend um because uh, we know right and wrong and you know, where people are calling each other out on their bullshit. Um, but also, um, I was looking at this for the news because we talked about this earlier and I don't want to, you know, this is, I think that's been a long enough tangent. Um, Carolina Panthers defensive end, Brian Burns said he isn't buying Mac Jones explanation that he was trying to tackle and not injure him after the sack, um, on Sunday. And he basically said that, uh, I wish all my fellow DN brothers happy hunting. That's all. As a Pats fan, uh, I'm going to try to be as objective as possible. When you look at that video, Mac Jones does not make a single move to twist his ankle. He does not make a single move to wrap his body around it uh, in any way to, you know, to cause pain or harm to him, you know, to cause injury. Um, it's not until the, I can't remember who he was tackling, but it's not until the, the Panthers player decides to try to like pivot that his ankle gets twisted. Now, I don't know how extent to the injury, you know, it is with him or whatever, but it wasn't until he tried to pivot and do something weird that his leg then got twisted in Mac Jones's arms. But yeah. as a player, I mean, 
if I think a guy's got a ball, I'm going to hold him. And if all you can grab is a leg, you're going to grab his leg. You know, it's the strongest leg on the or muscle on the body, you know, like an entire leg. That's pretty hard to control with just your arms. And so, you know, the place I mean, you're going to grab is not above too. the knee. You're going to grab at the ankle. You're going to try to grab his ankle, trip him, hope he falls. You know, he's not trying to injure him, you know, so. So he and I personally he, think he didn't, you know, he wasn't doing it maliciously. He ended up going on to say, I thought it was some bull at first for him to grab my ankle in the first place after watching the video. And he just walks away. Everything didn't seem right about it. I'm down there in pain. He just looked at me and walked off like he did his job or some bull like that. Um, he later ends up basically saying, uh, as soon as I sacked him, he grabbed my arm. And uh, he said, and my arm was trapped. And once I got my arm free and tried to run, obviously he grabbed my ankle. And at that point, I just remember going down with my ankle hurting. Everybody else ran past us. If I had the ball, don't you think that I would be uh, that I would be getting tackled or your teammates would help? I don't think it's cool. So I don't know. You know, obviously, it's the heat of the moment. You know, you're upset, um, things like that. You know, obviously, nobody wants to get injured. And, you know, he, you know, everybody wants to place blame somewhere. Maybe it is, you know, absolutely a freak accident, um, you know, Um I don't think it was malicious, but at the same time, you know, like, okay, the injury happened. Um, you know, it, at one point he was just saying that, uh, you know, he basically, it'd be, he said it would be nice to have an apology, but it's not going to happen. And when they asked Mac Jones about it, he said, I already addressed that situation. I'm just looking forward to playing in this game with the guys we have on our team this week. So we're already kind of moving forward and ready to play for the week. Um, I do think, uh, in the sportsmanship up uh sportsmanship of it even if you didn't do it maliciously even if it was a complete accident you thought you were just doing your job i'd still offer an apology um you know uh no you know i don't i don't like seeing anybody get hurt in the league um you know that's that's not fun but at the same time it's just like man just offer the dude an apology like if you didn't mean to do it you didn't mean to do it let them know that like it, it's easy it's not like it you know why would you not? I don't know. So it's just kind of a weird situation, honestly. It is a weird situation. But, you know, in the end, I I think it's just one of those things of like, you know, what can you do? It's stupid. It's dumb. But, I mean, it it happened. So, you know, you can't do much about it now. And you hear? I think I think they just need to, you know, deal yeah. with the explanation he gave and let it let it be how it is you know yeah absolutely um and it doesn't sound like they're necessarily going to do that target gate you know like uh like the saints did um but you know i definitely understand you know you're just you, obviously if you're upset at somebody you know you're like hey i want my you know all my fellow dns to do good against them i just hope mac jones doesn't get hurt or you know somebody doesn't you know yeah. pop him and try to injure him um, on another side, did you hear about C.D. Lamb? I didn't, actually. I didn't hear anything about C.D. Lamb. What happened? Um, so he's, he's not hurt or anything, but, uh, you know, he's been fined a lot this year. Um, <laughs> yes. So far. I mean, he's an idiot, so. Well, okay. So when I go through this article with you, there's going to be some breakdowns, and you're probably going to be like, okay, maybe he's not the idiot we all thought some of these articles have painted him as, Okay. So, um, he's been almost fined $50,000 this year for uniform violations and the wave after his walk-off winning touchdown against the Patriots, which he deserves. 
Um, so the Green Bay Packers quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, was only fined $14,000 for violating uh, COVID protocols, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow Lamb was fined $5,000 the first time for having his jersey untucked. And then September... Wait, that's that's a thing? You have to yes. tucked? Yes, that he got fined... The... Five, hang on. Okay, and then he got fined $15,000 for the same violation against the Panthers the next week. And the next time he's penalized for an untucked jersey, it'll be $46,350. Okay, and the the thing is, he said, like, I don't know what I need to do, honestly. I just know for sure I'm going to be more conscious of it post-tackle or anything. I guess I just have to look and pull my jersey down. Stuff like that, it's weird. It's very weird. Consider the next time I get caught with my jersey untucked, I heard I get fined like $50,000 or something. That's weird. And he said he's not wearing his uniform any differently than he did a year ago as a rookie, and then he wasn't fined then. And he's not been fined the past two games and said he'll talk with the uniform inspector before the game. Long story short, I'm going to make sure every game now that I'm fined before the game. Uh, Amari Cooper even said on uh, Lamb's fines uh, to 105.3, the fan in Dallas, that his fellow receiver must not like money. And uh, Lamb ended up saying, I would say that too, just considering all the money that I've been giving up at the time, uh, six games, six weeks in a row, just consistently getting fined. I would kind of uh, think the same thing, but I do love money. And for those that don't know, I do like money. Um <laughs> And uh, then he went on to say, I was surprised that Minnesota Viking safety Harrison Smith was not fined for choking him after the catch uh, on the third, uh, October 31st win against Minnesota. And he said, yes, considering I got fined, what was that for? Waving, Lamb said. And then for me to get choked on the sideline and the ref said that his thumb was stuck in my helmet. That's nonsense. I know what it feels like to be choked. I was being choked. Um, so the whole thing there. Yeah, having a jersey untucked and you're going to find them, I'm like, really? This this really is, I mean, there's a lot of things where the league um, is very interesting on sometimes they get you for celebrating. Sometimes you walk by a player, doesn't uh, at least from the fan standpoint, uh, you might have said something and there might be the slightest amount of incidental contact there whatsoever and all of a sudden, blam, uh, you know, you're getting a taunting penalty. Uh, or, you you know, sometimes the celebrations get flagged. You're like, wait a minute, what? Like, this doesn't make sense. And then now, you know, we had gone through the whole thing with the cleats and, you know, you have to you have to be wearing the team cleats and all this stuff. The no fund league is kind of holding up. You're going to find a guy uh, two times already and you're about to find him a third time for $50,000 because his jersey is untucked. I mean, that's come on. That's a little bit ridiculous. So <clears throat> I've got a few things to say about all these fines. The taunting rule needs to be done away with. It is ridiculous. Players getting fined and losing money. They're getting unnecessary yardage added to like the end of plays. Well, hang on. Let me ask you this real quick. Sorry. I want to break this down while you're talking about it because I'll forget. Yeah. Um, so let's say I make a big tackle on you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you got a big amount of yards and you run up yeah. to me and you hit your, not like a full on headbutt, you know, but the, you know, you, you kind of slam the face mask to face mask. Do you think yeah. that should be a taunting penalty? No, see, Dude, I look, I still this I still is an think alpha that male should... sport, right? No, except for Rodrigo Blankenship, even though he's still you know alpha male, you could be the smallest guy like Rodrigo Blankenship, or you could be the biggest dude like Miles Garrett or you know Aaron Donald, somebody like that, you know. And if if you just made a huge play 
You should be allowed to get in their face. Yeah, There's but it's no one thing to, to get, stop them. It's one thing I think to get in somebody's face, but like would you smack your helmet on somebody else's? No. Like, so I I now touching helmets like that? No. I don't because yeah, that's going to cause for unnecessary just, harm. Somebody's yes, going to get hurt, That's you know, what I was like, saying. Yes. If it's so, if it's if it's yes, just face to face and the face of mask rub, I think that's one thing, but it's like when the guys get up in their face and they kind of, you know, it's not a hard yes. headbutt, but they start smacking like that's but when you start from to, just that part. I mean, they're getting flagged for everything. Yeah, I agree. They are getting flagged and fined for so many things, like CD Lamb's uh, um, wave, uh, Tyreek Hill's uh, peace sign that he would throw up, and now he has gloves that have it on his hand, and so he just puts a whole hand up. You know, so utterly ridiculous that you can't stand over a player stoked that you just you know made a huge play. You know, whatever. I mean. That's what the game got big on, huge on. Every like, if you go can't back twenty, thirty the, uh, years, can't these guys are the, huge. Yeah, and so like, uh, yeah, exactly. It's like it's just gotten softer and softer and softer, and it's so annoying. It's why no do league. we? Why do we give what? Is it ten yards, fifteen yards, something like that? Sometimes on these plays, where they'll give it to them. Um, and I think it's just utterly ridiculous. They need to get rid of the stupid taunting call. Um, they need to be focusing their time on calling other plays. Look, I'm no fan of Justin Fields. I'm going to make that clear for the rest of my life until he finally retires and quits out of the league in like four years. But he was getting absolutely destroyed, and they missed like three or four roughing the passer calls on him. I'm not a Pittsburgh fan either. I, I, you know, I don't have love or hate for them, but I'm not a fan of them. And it's just ridiculous they're looking for all of these calls that don't matter yeah and it's just dumb they need to be more consistent they need to stop looking for taunting calls and other dumb calls and focus more on okay where's the pi where's the hold where's the false start where's the you know the encroachment where is the you know roughing the passer now roughing the passer is a little soft now i don't think that a D lineman should be able to just obliterate a, a quarterback and put him out of, you know, a job for the, the rest of his life. But I definitely don't think that if somebody, you know, if a, if a defensive lineman weighing over 250 pounds comes rushing at a QB and the QB throws the ball, you know, right before he gets hit, you should not be able to flag him for that. Cause I mean, what's he going to do? Just no, it's like in hockey. These guys don't move. A- you don't move that quick. Yeah, well, I know you it's think like they can, but they don't move that fast. Well, it's like in hockey. Uh, I know. I mean, you know, we uh, oh, we used okay. to play I NHL. Enough, but yeah, like, but well, that's what I'm saying. So, like in hockey, it's like you know, after you make the pass, there's a certain amount of time that you still have to hit the person because, like you yeah. said, uh, there's a certain amount of speed and worse. momentum. Yeah, there's a certain amount of speed and momentum. It's not like you can just suddenly just you know, even if you have the fastest twitch reflexes. Uh, you can get You've out of the way momentum. somewhat. Your body's gonna hit him. Yeah, you can get out of the, you know, out of it some way. But sometimes it's better just to take the full on hit yeah, than it is. You could end up hurting each other more by trying to dodge it. Yeah, all of a sudden you, you a knee to knee. Yeah, you 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 end up like knee to knee, and you end up you know with some of those weird ones. Um, and I get wanting to protect the quarterback too. Like I get that. Um, you know, there's obviously but instances. There's a fine line. Yeah, there's an instance when it's like, okay, that's a late hit. You know, um, versus like. He literally just got rid of it or like, oh, you shouldn't land with your body weight, like on top of the quarterback and stuff. It's like sometimes you make those hits. It's just like, what what do you like? How do you expect someone to like 
make the tackle and just be like, oh, hang on, I'm going to Superman fly a little bit further and then, you know, not land on top of them. Like, that's kind of ridiculous. Um, but it's funny, though. Like, we talk about the celebrations. Was it this was excessive? But in uh, 03, what was it? Joe Horn for the Saints. He pulled that cell phone out of the uh, goalpost. What? Yeah, you okay? Yeah, while yes, you're talking, please, I'm gonna pull this. Please thing pull up. that up. Yes, in O three, Joe. Yeah, Horn. search. Yeah, search like Saints cell phone. Um, cell phone. It, dude, it popped up. It yeah. was like and, Joe Horn and then cell phone. Yes, and he pulls a cell phone <laughs> out of the padding on the goalpost, and so he placed it there before the game. Yes, yes, he did. He had it pre-planned. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he had a oh flip phone in O three. No, I'm I'm watching this. This is funny. <laughs> He pulls yeah. this thing out, so and what is he doing? He's taking selfie. Oh, he's calling somebody. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Who did he call? I want to know who he called. That's I don't hilarious. know if he actually called somebody. He I probably mean, didn't call anybody. It probably wasn't a working flip phone. But I mean, just still, even even then, I mean, like that was excessive. But I mean, it's, it's hysterical. Like, let's be honest. That is so uh, funny. And it's just, it's just like they really have made it the no fun league. You can't have these custom cleats. You know, you can't. Yeah. You know, they, no, like I like except I get for, it. Except for specific times when they say it's okay. Like, okay, now you can have one for your charity. Now you can have one for cancer. Now you can have one for this. And it's like, dude, let them wear their cleats. They get paid millions of dollars. This is a show. Okay, it's not it's not WWE. You know, it's it's real. But well, let them wear their cleats. Let them you know do their celebrations. Let them do their taunting. It's an alpha male to an alpha male. I took you down. I did this. I won. I'm the better man right now. So let I them think talk. don't let the fights happen. Let them talk. Yeah. So I think there's a certain element of like, it, it's fine up to a certain point. Uh, I think of a course. perfect example of this would be if you combined it with how MLB is like, okay, there's a certain amount that you can get away with. And then all of a sudden your pitchers get war, you know, or, or teams get warnings, right. Um, right before something happens. And I think the NFL could implement yes. something if they could be warnings. consistent. Um, where if after the warning you do something, you know, then you get the penalty. But like yes. a perfect example, of this would be like, look at how much jawjacking there was going on between Andre mm-hmm. Johnson and Cortland Finnegan between the Texans and the Titans in week six uh, in the NFL. And I think that is a perfect example of like, okay, look, you can, you know, you can, you can do your shit talking, you can do whatever. But then after a certain point, yes, I think it should still be a penalty. Uh, like I said, I think you should be able, you know, you could, you should be able to, like you said, stand over somebody or even, you know, be face to face with someone and shit talk, whatever. Um, but then, you know, at a certain point where it's like, okay, like if you start slamming your face mask on their face mask to shit talk, like now you're, you know, now you're starting to get a bit more physical, uh, you know, if, if it's really egregious, go ahead, give the penalty. But, you know, that should be an instance you give the warning and, you know, the next time that something happens like that, uh, regardless of which player it is. Uh, you know, it, it, it leads to the, you know, it, that's when it initiates the, uh, the penalty. Uh, yeah. and I think they could, they could uh, work warnings something out. would be the best way to do it because I think it's ridiculous. And when it gets to the point of actually throwing a, f- like a flag, I don't think it should actually benefit a team one way or another. I don't think you should get yards. I don't think anything like that. I think you should just find the player, find him. Don't, don't give the other team an advantage or disadvantage at this point. That's that's not fair to the rest of the team. That's not fair to the players. Well, at the it's same just time, it there's keeps... no there's no reason because it's not affecting anything else other than the ref's ego that these guys are bigger than them and better than them, you know. And then you know, I I think there should be no yardage tacked on. It should just straight up be okay. You're gonna be fine. Just know that. 
Well, I think, like I said, if these players want to waste their money, do it. Let them if do it's, it. If it's something like egregious or whatever, right? You know, I, I think. Um, well, yes, but there's you know, a difference a between egregious, like, you know, fighting and things like that and yeah. a taunting call. Taunting to me means you're not touching them. So if you don't touch them and, you know, you stand over them, you, you know, you make a face at them, you know, whatever, as long as you're not flipping them the bird or anything like that, because, you know, it's still national TV and whatever. It's. It should be, you know, all's fair and, and you know, in love and war, you know, so it, it should be allowed. Let well, taunting be a thing. Doesn't yeah, matter. Don't, don't touch know. them. As soon as example. the touching starts, you know, Josh Norman and OBJ, you you guys are out. You're ejected from the game. Whatever's going to have to take place, then that's when it steps in. But it's no, it's no fun to watch a game where you can't see these guys, you know, be who they really, because if there were no refs, there'd be taunting left and right. There'd be taunting left and right. And nobody would care. The fans yeah. would love it. Yeah. No, they would. So it's funny you just so, mentioned that um, about OBJ. Did you see who um, the yes. sources said he's so looking at? So it's narrowed down to five teams. The pa- Packers what, is three, apparently the number one choice. There are three uh, big the Packers, ones. Packers, the Chiefs, the Saints, and I know the Pats. Um, so like the Packers, the Chiefs, the Saints are like the three biggest teams. Like, yes, I think that he's come out and said, yes, but then the Patriots and one other team, I can't Seahawks. remember who, oh, I think Washington, oh yeah, Seahawks, there we go, are like the next two, like very possible landing spots. So let me give my two cents. The Seahawks have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Swain, you know, Greg Olson or not Greg Olson, sorry. Um, Gerald Everett and, or Garrett, whatever, you know, Everett. And, you know, they have Chris Carson. They have a stacked offense. I don't really think they could use another uh, wide receiver. I don't think I don't think OBJ. Could I don't benefit think them they're there. I don't think they're enough of a playoff contender for him to be realistic about it. Because so his but big I mean, deal, even still, I don't think I don't think they well, could use him anyway. So I don't think they would even offer it to him. Well, so his big deal was that, uh, you know, he, he came out contender. Yeah. And he came out and said, if, if a team picks me up, that's not a like a win right now team. Then uh, I, he basically said, I'll, "I'll make I'll make you regret it, and your life will be a living hell." Which yeah. for OBJ to basically have come out and said that was just like, "Okay, well, that's You're an idiot, poor character, but whatever. but whatever." Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I get you want to. You have no job right now. You're about to limit your options even more. So, so out of his options, to be realistic, I think I could see him going to the Saints or Green Bay. Would be so, who I would I would predict. The only reason I'm going to disagree with you on Green Bay is because they have Devonte Adams, Alan Lazard, Valdez Scantling, you know, and then they obviously have um, well, uh, whoever their tight end is. But he's not a tight end, so like it doesn't matter. But my like, only my only reason for saying that is though is we've seen oh and Randall Cobb. Yeah, well, so my only my only reasons behind saying that is obviously I think Saints are probably number one. That's his hometown. Uh, they're without Michael Thomas. I think I think that's the best pick. Um, the reason I say Green Bay is we have now seen where Scantling has gone out. We've seen uh, what I think Lazar went into COVID protocols. I think he has a chance to come back. Uh, but, you know, so we, we've just kind of seen them go out. And I think they'd like to solidify that. And then on top of that, I think they'd also like to see potentially um, if for some reason, um, what's the number one wide receiver uh Devontae Adams uh mm-hmm. where it was you know he kind of said he'd like to follow uh you know Aaron Rodgers yeah and he, he did like to follow get, him and if he's I gone maybe maybe try and see like hey let's test him for the rest of the season uh My if we get him for the right amount of money is that I don't think OBJ wants to be wide receiver three or four I, I'm 
decently positive he wants to be wide receiver two or one. If if you know, he well, obviously really can't step that. into one. Yeah, well, but yes, even if he goes to the Saints, he'll never be number one. Attitude to come out and say immediately, like, if you're not a player, I'm going to make your team, you know, wish they never got me, right? Well, but look I at the Saints, though. I don't see though. the Seahawks, the Chiefs, or the Packers having the ability to, one, pay him money that he thinks he deserves after being washed up for the last three years. Two, they've already got top two you know, wide receivers picked, meaning he won't start on some plays and on the other plays, he probably won't even get looked to because he'll be wide receiver three. Right? Well, the Saints are in that same situation, though, kind of because the uh, Saints. But they, Michael when, Thomas is out for the rest of the season. Yeah, but Other I'm than saying that, they don't have a ton of big name guys that he couldn't step over and take one or two from them. Yeah, but so I mean, that one that one's the most possible one of him to step in and say, all right, I'm number one, for I'm this number season, two, whatever. Yeah, for the rest this. of the season. Sure. Uh, you know, he, he could have that, he, he would have that locked. Right. Um, but as soon as Michael Thomas come back, I mean, that's still a thing, but still, even if you look at the other, uh, the other wide receivers that they have, I mean, they do have, uh, Marquez Callaway. They do have mm -hmm. Kenny stills. Um, when, uh, he's healthy, you know, Ty Montgomery, Traquan Smith, I mean, uh, Deontay yeah. Harris, uh, LJ Humphrey. I mean, you know, they, they have options there. So it's just, it's kind of one of those things like, sure, maybe for the rest of this year he does, but you, I also, you kind of have to think though, like, Hey, if he's trying to take, you know, he wants to go somewhere that's a super bowl contender, you'd think that, you know, this is going to be kind of like a, Hey, this is your probationary period for this season. And then we want to sign you for next. Mm -hmm. But even if, you know, if you look at that and you say, okay, any team that, it just still will have this same chance for contending next year. Um, there's it's not low. a lot of teams that are going to take him. Uh, let's be yeah. real. There's, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, the Packers are the only team that, you know, where he, if he really wanted to have a one or two spot where that would be possibly his, especially after Adams leaves at the end of the season, because he's not staying. There's no way. Neither is Rogers, but I don't know why OBJ would want to go there if he's going to be stuck dealing with a, you know, third year QB who's not doing very well, you know, cause they're not going to be a playoff contender next year. They won't. Jordan loves just not good enough yet, you know? So I just don't see the Packers working out because unless OBJ only sticks around for this season, I think he's going to have to get humbled and he's going to have to realize he's going to have to go to a different team. And, uh, cause if you, if you want to be doing that though, that's the problem. That's the hiccup is finding a team and OBJ attitude to mix well enough together to stay together, you know? I mean, so I kind of want to throw this out there because now there will have to be, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Uh, there, there'd have to be some contingencies for this to make sense, but I would say an option that could have potential would be for him to go to the Steelers. Uh, I think he starts over Deontay Johnson. I think he states, uh, starts over uh, Claypool. He starts over Washington. Um, you know, he'd be a good person to kind of... every... He'd be wide receiver over... One. You really think so? Uh, I think the person who, if they had a good season, I think the person that he would be closest to would be uh, Smith-Schuster. Well, Juju's out for the rest of the season. So yeah, you're but saying I'm talking for the about, rest of the season, he'd I'm be talking wide receiver about, one? Well, yeah, you probably. Mean well, I he would be number one now. Yes, I do. I do think he starts everybody but for the rest of this next season. Year he'd be one but or then, two. Yeah, but next season, the the next person who's the most consistent that they have is basically wide receiver one is Smith Schuster. Mm. Um, Claypool just didn't. He, he hasn't had the season he's he's needed this year. 
I'm just being realistic. Like I'm trying to look at all the options here. Um, oh yeah, me too. I just I don't see his attitude meshing well with some of these teams for the fact that I know he wants to start. I know he wants to be a playoff contender. The problem I mean, I guess is he's he going to have Vegas. to deal with going into a team that needs him. You know, oh. so the Raiders need a guy like him. The Ravens yeah. could even take a guy like him because really, arguably, their best receiver is Marquise Brown. And then other than that, you know, OBJ could easily step in and be wide receiver, too. You know, well, and so the hard part there, I think, though, also is just that, yes, they've got Marquise Brown, but they do also have. I mean, you know, they've proved that they can make their team work. Of uh, course. Their defense is the biggest like, issue. I don't think they'd be willing to pay him, and I don't think they want the headache of him. Um, Coach yes. Harbaugh, I don't think, would put up with that. So I just, I don't think that's an option. I would say yeah, I'm the just best... trying to find teams where he could go and go right into that wide receiver one or two spot. It'd have to be the that's Raiders. A playoff contender. It'd have to be the Raiders. Uh, yeah, Raiders. Raiders are arguably the only team, or the Patriots, because the Patriots, you know, I know Bill, you know, aside from Bill Belichick not wanting to deal with, you know, a possible another Antonio Brown, you know. It's one yeah, of those things a... of, you know, they don't have a star, star wide receiver. They don't. You know, they Nikhil Harry is not working out as well as, you know, they had hoped from the draft. Well, you did uh, have to Jacoby be... Myers is great, Myers but he's born. not able to find the yeah. end zone. Kendrick Bourne is, you know, well, but, you know, again, not anybody at the level of caliber that OBJ once was, right? And so I think that's going to be the, the trick is finding a playoff contender where he gets the spot that he wants, you know, he's not going to get the money that he wants, but you know, I don't think it's, it's going to get the money to find the team that needs him. That's yeah. the other hard part is a lot of teams have their team set and they don't need well, him. the teams that need him are going to be the teams he's not interested in. Exactly. Cause if um, he went to the lions, I mean, they would love him at the lions. You could be looking at another well, you, Stafford, uh, Megatron look. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I could argue that. I could argue sending him to the Jets. I could argue. Oh, I mean, yeah. the Jets. They would love him. I could argue sending him to Chicago to help solidify. You know, Justin yep. Fields there, helping out Allen Robinson and Daryl Mooney. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of places. The Texans could very well use him. Well, I don't think the Texans no, no. are gonna are gonna no, commit no, no, to but that. They could. They could. I'm, I'm just saying, I just don't think they realistically Cooks, You know. Yeah, I just don't think that they would. Um, yeah. I I think they'd honestly, his attitude and everything else that's going on, uh, yes, especially I'm, with the fact that no. they're, that like they can't even get Deshaun Watt. I mean, why would you take on another headache and have two yes. things going on there? I'm just um, pointing out teams that like, you know, could, you know, could use hell, the star, even, you know, wide receiver level that he could be. You I'm going to make if a turn it around. I'm going to make a bold claim here. Back I would even, no, I'd actually even argue even the Colts. <laughs> No, the Colts. Oh, yeah, that would be interesting. T.Y. Hilton is. Yeah, because he's hurt. Yeah, you know, he's probably he's going to probably retire. Paris, yeah, Paris so. Campbell's on IR. Uh, Courtney Davis is on IR. And then you're left with Zach Pascal and Michael Pittman Jr. And Michael Pittman Who Jr. is great. Options. Neither one are bad options. Yeah, yeah I, just, so I would argue right now Michael Pittman's number one uh, as of late. Uh, and that leaves, you know, Zach open. But then let's say you move Zach to the slot. Uh, you've got, you yeah. know, Michael Pittman at one or two, and then you've got OBJ at one or two. I mean, that really helps solidify them. Um, yeah. And I think I mean, that would be a solid team for him to go to, arguably. But yeah. And if you go look at I it, I mean, them. you know, they've they've won uh, four games and they've lost uh, five games. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they are four and five, but they're number two in the AFC South. Um, yeah, with the AFC also being as tight as it is, they could easily make a run for it. 
if the Pats have a couple hard games and the Chiefs keep struggling. Um, another yeah. interesting team they could he could go for that is currently, you know, if the season ended today, they're in the playoffs, is the Atlanta Falcons. Because they Calvin Ridley's most likely done for the season. So now all they have is whatever his first name is, Zacchaeus. So like Zacchaeus or whatever his name is. Uh, you know, that's really arguably their only wide receiver. And then they have Kyle Pitts and, and Hayden Hurst. So OBJ could make I a think, statement over there as well. Yeah, I think the hardest yes, it's part more of, of a that, stretch playoff wise, but no, 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 no. I, I'm not even arguing that. I'm just saying the hardest part about that really, though, that that I'm looking at is like, so Matt Ryan looked really good, but Josh Rosen is your backup. Uh, and yes. it's just one of those things like so they've got uh, Taji Sharp. Uh, they've got Russell Gage. Um, and then, uh, Olamide, I think is how you say his name. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. As the chaos. And, uh, like you said, Calvin Ridley's out, but it's just one of those things. Just, I don't necessarily know that that makes a whole lot of sense just because it's, I agree that if, uh, you know, with Calvin Ridley out, you know, that makes sense, but like just going in to catch for Matt Ryan, um, if they were, let's just say they were undisputed, you know, uh, pieces there. It's just Matt Ryan, I think, is super questionable. And if he got hurt, I mean, you know, I mean, Josh Rosen's a, here. at this point in the season, the teams that he's looking at, they are very questionable if their quarterbacks go down, right? Because oh, I mean, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is struggling. You got Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, with COVID, we saw Jordan Love suck. And then we saw Geno Smith suck. You know, he didn't do well. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so. Really, he's going to have to pick a team where there's going to be some factors that could definitely play a role into losing that playoff contention, losing, you know, that quarterback that could, that, you know, that could keep him alive, um, you know, and then whether or not the team wants to deal with him, whether or not they have the money to pay him what he thinks he deserves, uh, even though he's been washed up ever since he went to the Browns, pretty much. Yep. Um, you know, it's it's so many factors. I just don't see the Packers figuring it out. Um, I don't think Aaron Rodgers needs another player, uh, you know, another wide receiver. Seahawks, I don't think they need to. And, you know, I I think arguably the best people we've brought up so far are the Raiders and the Colts. But with the Raiders bringing in Deshaun, I think the Colts would be the best option probably, for him. Yeah, yeah, honestly. And he should probably look at that a little harder, even though I don't know how if they're looking at him at all. But I, I'm going to say the Colts are probably the best place for him to go. Yep, I agree. Um, and with that, I think this is a, a good point in the show. Uh, we are going to be recording another episode here soon. Uh, and we are going to be talking about week 10, which is always exciting because there are actually some good matchups this week that I'm super excited for. Um, and uh, yeah, so we will catch you here soon. Thanks for listening.